Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Dexterous Lifestyle Podcast with your co-hosts, me, Andy Hancock, and... And me, Kelly Powell. Welcome. (laughs) Today, we have our wonderful, most prolific entrepreneurial guest we have so far, Lolita, or you can call her Lita, Harlem. Um, One of her businesses is My Natural Me. Lita, would you like to tell us more about that? Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me. So My Natural Me is a Virginia state nonprofit organization, and we are all about helping girls and women to feel honored, empowered, and refreshed. And so we do that from just a number of different ways, from coaching programs to education to programs, groups, everything that a a, a woman would need in order to really um, have what she needs to feel valued. And, And I always believe that starts with how you see yourself. So a lot of my programs are all about just helping strengthen strengthen that relationship that you have with yourself. In a world filled with chaos, we try our best to create a balanced lifestyle. We love to be productive, but we also love to rest. We love to be efficient, but not at the cost of our peace. There is a direct correlation between our habits and our happiness. The dexterous lifestyle is meant for those of us who live hectic lives, but with the right tools, information, and resources, we can strive for order, peace, health, wealth, and calm. It's not too much to ask. We deserve a dexterous mind, a dexterous body, and plenty of dexterous spaces to support our dexterous lifestyle. So... You have a nonprofit focused on women. That in itself is a a huge thing. I think a lot of times women are not just overlooked in, in their needs, but just underestimated in what we need. And we don't really get to take the time to not only know ourselves, but Mm -hmm. honor when we are in need of help. Right. In need of a break. How about that? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So tell us the backstory, your origin story of like why you started this My Natural Me nonprofit. Yeah, you know, so I, for years, I've always been about empowering women. Um, Just growing up from, you know, a single mom, raising my sister and I, and having a strong mother, strong grandmother, you know, I've I've been exposed to strong women, um, but I've also been on the other side where I suffered with major depression, um, hospitalized because of depression, things like that. And so there was always kind of like this divide of like what you can be but then when there's these these limitations that don't allow you to be there. So as I work through my own journey of overcoming depression and, you know, I, I talk very publicly about my battle with depression in the past and um, being in hospitals on suicide watch, disappointed because I hadn't been successful. 
And so going through that and navigating through that, I think one of the last uh, real um, incidents that I had when I was in a hospital and, you know, I was just so dark inside. I I was so disappointed in just life and and myself. And and I remember thinking, you know, obviously I, I wasn't successful in my attempt, but I remember praying and I always had a strong faith, but you know, sometimes depression can be louder than your faith. And in that moment, you know, I remember praying and I said, if you really want me to live, one, let me know. Two, if I survive this, I will do everything in my power to show you I appreciate life and to help other women never have to end up where I am right now, or at least know how to recover from it. So I, of course, made it out of that situation and I lived up to that. You know, I've worked very, very hard on my faith and my relationship with God and just making sure that I live a life that that goes along with that, but also very passionately creating programs. And even when I've been on the corporate side, I'm, I'm typically always like in the women's groups and things like that, because it doesn't really matter what your status is every person can really suffer from self-doubt and insecurities that can lead to depression and that pain and it it breaks my heart when i know that so many women still really suffer with that women who put on a face at work and in these other situations and then come home and are very sad and depressed and dark on the inside so that's really um, how i really got into just doing this work And what I love about the title of My Natural Me, most people assume when they first see that, that it has to do with natural hair of some sort, right? (laughs) (laughs) That's what most people think. And of course, then when they see me, they make that, that natural connection. But really what My Natural Me is all about, it's helping women learn how to love themselves naturally. So when you strip away the titles, the makeup, the you're a boss here, you're a wife here, you're a sister here, when you strip all that away, can you look at yourself and say, I love me with all those layers gone? And that's really what my natural me is all about. That's so good. It is very powerful. You know, in the industry in which we work, of course, we're working with people on change, um, various changes in their lives that most of the time are rooted with organization, but but it goes much deeper than that. But, but one of the things that we try really, really hard to, to keep intact is self-acceptance. Uh, in fact, we were speaking about it earlier today, meeting yourself where you are right? Mm -hmm. Celebrating who you are right now. We all have the road paved ahead of us for growth, Mm -hmm. but sometimes we can be so fixated on the future me that we don't honor who we are right now. This person right here should be celebrated for being the catalyst to the future me. Yeah. Sometimes we miss that in all our striving to to be and to do and to accomplish. We forget we're we're the vessel, you know, we are the source of that forward movement. And I think that's that's what speaks to me or jumps out to me 
as you're speaking about my natural me, because it sounds like you're meeting people where they are. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so true. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. You know, I just, in fact, one of my clients, um, you know, we were just talking about wins. And I said, you know, I want, I was telling her, I want you to start really thinking about your win. And, you know, again, get off of social media and all that and what those wins look like, right? When I say a win, I mean, maybe today you journaled, you know, maybe today you stopped yourself from that negative self-talk. You you did something, you took 10 minutes and just paused and reflected on, on, on your day or something positive. That's a win because to your point, we're going, 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 and we have so many messages against us. I mean, if you think about from, and I remember one time my therapist reminded me of this, in that if you get up, let's just say from eight o'clock to nine o'clock, right? If you watch the news, and I believe the number was like a hundred, it could have been slightly more or less, but she said around a hundred messages from eight o'clock to nine o'clock from you just watching the news, right? negative messages about who you are as a woman. If you think about that from commercials, advertisements, the things that are happening in the news, you will receive at least around 100 negative messages about who you are as a woman. Now, add to that, you hop on social media, you have these various relationships with people. We are bombarded with negativity, negativity about who we are. So I, I really am big on that. Stop, celebrate those wins. We have to counteract all the negative messaging that we get about just who we are. Yeah. 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 One of the things that you mentioned earlier in your story just kind of really resonated with me in that I was thinking about an interview I saw with Viola Davis and Oprah Winfrey and surprisingly, and not so surprisingly, actually, she talked about her success and how at the pinnacle of her success, her winning Emmys and Oscars and and things of that nature, she just felt hollow and empty. And so that goes to show what you were saying that who am I? Do I like myself without this title without these awards, without the good grades or the high pay or the um, red bottom shoes or whatever it is (laughs) that, you know, society has said makes me a great person because you might climb for those things and you might achieve them when you strip all of that away and you don't like yourself. The message is you're not going to like yourself better with all of those achievements and all of those things. So mm-hmm. it's good, like you said, and Kelly even emphasized to, to celebrate the wins and celebrate each step of the way. Right. And that really resonated with me because one of my three words for 2023 is presence. Mm-hmm. And for me, that means not focusing on, you know, too far ahead in the future. I mean, of course, there is some planning that necessary to be in mature person right right and not looking at the past because that nothing that i can do could change that but being present and making choices for the moment 
that are healthy for me, that are what I need in that moment. And my goodness, I mean, it's just March. And already I've having that mindset has changed so much for me. I really celebrate that message. I love it. I love it. And, you know, when I think about, too, when you're talking about just, you know, movement and things like that, what, what also comes to mind is being honest with ourselves. And again, as women, especially women of color, um, but I think this is universal, really just for all women, we're really good at pretending, um, at hiding behind this, this strong front, right? And I remember... Um, when I was in, in a really bad depressed uh, state and someone said to me, well, you're the happiest depressed person I've ever met. Mm-hmm. And I remember just having this conversation because they were so shocked that I was actually dealing with depression. They were so shocked that I had these thoughts of, of not wanting to go on. And when I thought about it myself and I said, well, you know, I can kind of see how that's confusing, but then I thought about it and I said, you know, growing up low income, you know, we weren't really allowed to like talk about like what was bad at home, you know, like that there was no father there and just, you know, the struggle that my mom had, like that, that was taboo. Like you don't let people know what's going on. So you put this, this kind of pretense up, right? And then later in life, you know, I was in a, um, an abusive relationship. And again, I had to keep this front up in front of everyone else. So by the time, you know, later in life as an adult dealing with depression, I had gotten good at pretending that everything was okay. So that's another message that I I always try to share with people. Yes, there is a time and place to be the strong front and, you know, make sure everything is good. But I, I really encourage just honesty with yourself and with others, right? Because no one can help you if you do have that pretense up, you know? And again, especially for the black community, we have to be open about where we're suffering. You know, mental health um, is huge. You know, one of my programs, and I'm kind of skipping ahead, uh, but one of my programs that we just launched is about um, caregivers of dementia people, um, people that are suffering with dementia. And we really focus on the minority groups. We don't exclude anyone, but we're really focused on minorities. And part of the reason, there's a lot of reasons why um, minorities, especially black and brown people are not getting the help that they need when it comes to dementia. But one of the major reasons is because historically we don't deal with mental health, right? We don't talk about it. We don't acknowledge it. Um, you know, back in the day, they really didn't talk about dementia, you know, someone, oh, they're just getting old or they're senile, right? We don't talk about these things. We have to be honest. We have to stop looking at it as this, this, this shame and let's deal with the truth that that's the only way to really heal. I mean, you talked about present, right? That is how you're really present. Like when you're hiding behind layers of pretense and masks, that's not really being present. Present is acknowledging the pain, the ugly, the bad, all of it, right? That's true presence. And so that's just another big thing that I I really want to emphasize. I really want to go on any platform. Let's start being honest about where we really are, especially when it comes to mental health. I totally agree. Yes, yes, we both. It's such a powerful thing, honesty. 
uh, people talk about it all the time. And I think, you know, use the word honest sometimes in not an honest way, <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. And so to really, you know, double down on that, dig deeper into that, that honesty, sometimes it's the hardest to be honest with yourself. Yeah. And that's the first person you need to be honest with, right? Right. And so when you, you know, the, the block starts there, then how do you get help? It's impossible unless somebody is, you know, able to kind of discern and see some earmarks. And sometimes they may see things that they too have experienced and they're able to to see it and discern it in you. But but otherwise, it, it kind of, you know, creates this suffering and silence because you haven't come to terms with it yet. And with that honesty, of course, comes the vulnerability and I think that's the scary part of honesty yeah. is yeah. that vulnerability that makes us feel like, oh, no, we're somehow lesser because we've already been dealing with maybe those messages. As you mentioned earlier, we deal with those messages constantly bombarded with it. And now we we're we're coming to terms with something else that we feel makes us lesser, yeah. you know, because of what we've been taught from maybe that family of origin. And so it's, it's hard. It's, it's, it's simple to say, yeah. very hard to implement and really dig down and, and come to terms with. So I love that you're kind of shining the light on that and, and not just shining the light, Lita, but something that, you know, because I, I see so much of what you're doing in the community at large, you shine the light on it, but you also offer support. Mm -hmm. and, and that's like where it's really at, right? <laughs> because we can shine the light on something and go, this, this is what we need to be doing. But then where's the action? Mm -hmm. Where's the action? Where's the action to, to help? people to to come to terms with these to help even ourselves with honesty and, and offering that help in the community is just golden and something that I really do admire and give you your flowers for because mm -hmm. you you walk the walk Thank you the words that you talk and that is it's phenomenal really Wow. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. I received that. Thank you. One of the things that you mentioned um, earlier about um, being open and vulnerable or kind of those are the words that Kelly used, but it, it's the same in sentiment. Um, it it just drew back to me um, the writings of Brene Brown. Uh, Kelly yes. and I are really fans of um, Gifts of Imperfection and other other works that she's done um but one of the things that i think is a huge piece to the being vulnerable and talking about it is finding that person that you can trust mm -hmm. with that because you just you know you just can't you know come out and open up your 
um, your clothing <laughs> and say, yeah. here I am, world. Right. And then, yeah. you know, you're going to be bombarded with a lot of negative messages because not everyone is um, honorable enough, let's just mm -hmm. put it that way, to to see all of that, to see all of you. Um, and so I think um, just seeking and, and we might not, it might not even be in our immediate circle. And yeah. you, might have, you might have to pay for it, a therapist right. <laughs> or a counselor of some sort. Um, but we need it. Yeah. I'm a big, everyone knows I am team therapy, team talk to someone. <laughs> you know, if it's, I, I like the, you know, some people prefer the traditional licensed therapist. Some people prefer mentoring type program, coaching program, whatever it is, you have to talk to someone else. You can connect with Lita on mynaturalme.org. Mm -hmm. Her Facebook and Instagram are at naturalmewoman. Mm -hmm. If you want to connect with her on social media. And she is offering our listeners one of her books. So you go to her website and take a look and reach out to get one of those books. Thank you so much, Lita. Thank you. You deserve good things. Good things. Yes. Right. <laughs> you deserve. Things. A dexterous lifestyle. All right. <laughs>